This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. A swing and a drive and a right. Castellanos has it measured. He'll make the catch in the Phillies. Open the road trip with a 5-1 to win tonight in Chicago. Two homers by Brandon Marsh and Rangers Suarez with a dazzling performance on the mound as the Phillies go back to four games over 500. They take this one against the Cubs, 5-1. Welcome on in. It is the final out, sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looks so good. Jack Fritz hanging out with you, reacting to what was a good, solid, professional win by the Philadelphia Phillies tonight out in Chicago. Ranger Suarez is brilliant. Brandon Marsh is great. And after a weekend that I, I left kind of feeling unsatisfied, I know they took two or three from the Mets. I, I, I know the Mets are a bit of a dumpster fire. They won tonight. But regardless, I didn't leave the, the weekend feeling wow, I, I'm watching a team starting to round into form and start the, the, the getting back to, to truly winning style of baseball. Tonight felt closer to that. Was there some strikeout problems? Yeah. Um, Jamison Tyone, I feel like they should have jumped all over. They ended up getting to him late rather than early, which is fine. I mean, it's baseball. The, the, not everything's going to be perfect. For the most part, I leave tonight feeling very, very satisfied with the win. 215-592-9494. Let's get to the biggest takeaway of the game. The biggest takeaway of the game is brought to you by Morgan & Morgan. The biggest takeaway of the game is brought to you by Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. And my biggest takeaway of the game is is pretty obvious, and that is that Ranger Suarez is the number two for this team. Um, Zach Wheeler is the ace. Sometimes he doesn't always, you know, it's not always the prettiest of, of efforts. Um, and Zach Wheeler, I believe, is in a little bit of a, of a funk right now. But Ranger Suarez is his team's number two. And there is just no doubt about it. And I feel like he never, even heading into this season, after what he did last year, I never felt like 
Ranger Suarez was talked about in the same level of, of Aaron Nola and, and Zach Wheeler. And while I don't think he's on the level of Zach Wheeler, to not put him in the category as one of the Phillies' aces, best starting pitchers, and someone that you could trust, frankly, felt wrong to me. And ever since he had to iron out some of the problems that come with not really having a spring training and essentially having your spring training training in the big league level, um, he has been brilliant. A 1.35 ERA in his last six starts, great in June, like had an inherited run in that, that, that happened to score tonight, hasn't allowed over two runs in a start in June, just been phenomenal. And he has ascended his way towards the top of this Phillies rotation. And it's just beautiful baseball, beautiful pitching to watch. Like if you are a if you are a pitching nerd and you are someone that just loves watching good pitching, and yeah, listen, I love watching the high velocity guys. I love watching the high spin rate guys with the the wicked sliders and all that stuff. But man, like am I just a sucker for for watching a nice throwback, you know, commands the strike zone, pitches to both sides of the plate, sets up hitters, the fastball's in and change-ups away, like has a plan. It's like, like Ranger Suarez, he doesn't blow you away with his stuff. He can, he can reach 95, but it's all deception. It's all cat and mouse. And if you are want to teach your, your, your young kid how to pitch, what pitching is, watch Ranger Suarez. Watch this guy pitch on a night-in, night-out basis because it is pure and simple pitching. That is what Ranger Suarez is, is that dude is a pitcher. He doesn't, he has 95, he has 95, he has 96, but it's all cat and mouse set up, up, down, both sides of the plate. It is pitching to its, to its core. And I was, I was proud of uh, the broadcasters tonight, finally throwing the comp out there that I've been at for a little bit here. The guy just reminds me of, of of Cliff Lee. He reminds me so much of watching Cliff Lee, where it's just quick, quick pace, get the ball back, firing strikes on top of hitters, great defensively, always looking calm, cool, and collected on the mound. I love Ranger Suarez. I freaking love that guy. And he just reminds me a ton of Cliff Lee, and eventually, I, I anticipate him uh, aging into uh, the, the next Jamie Moyer. But regardless, he's just he is phenomenal. He's absolutely phenomenal. And I, I thought we were trending towards a a uh, complete game shutout. Didn't happen. Some bleeders fell in, in in the eighth, and and it wasn't meant to be. But I continue to believe that at some point, Ranger Suarez is going to throw a no hitter for the Phillies. I, I felt it tonight. Like he had, he had no hit stuff tonight. I mean, even the sinker, it's like it's like ninety four with sink, but it's like, oh, he is, he's just the best. I love Ranger Suarez. Two one five five nine two, ninety four ninety four. Brandon Marsh has, uh, he's been heating up. Obviously, over the weekend he had a great weekend, um, but still, it was like a lot of singles, and which is fine. You know, he was he was down there for a little bit, and it's time to get his stuff, you know, going again. But 
Brandon Marsh has now joined Stott as the young guy that started the season on an absolute scorcher, uh, cooled off, and is now well on his way back. And it's it's crazy. For even as much as, as Brandon Marsh has struggled-ish for the last month, I mean, that was his first home runs in June tonight. Uh, his his numbers are back up to 285, 365 on base percentage, and an 834 OPS. So even though this last month has kind of felt eh with, with Brandon Marsh, his overall numbers still suggest he's had a really good year. I feel like his defense has taken a step forward in center field. And there's a part of a, a healthy competition here with Brandon Marsh that the second that Christian Pache was brought back from the IL, I feel like you started to see early season Brandon Marsh where it's I don't think he was ever fearful that Christian Pache was going like, to take his job full-time, but there was conversations about it, and I'm sure there was a part of him like, man, i got to get my stuff together or else this guy's going to start eating into my playing time. And um, he has responded really, really well. So Brandon Marsh has has, has joined Bryson Stott as the young guy that, is, that, that started hot, cooled off, and is now back to, 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 to getting hot. I could really use Alec Baum getting there could really use Alec Baum getting there because he kind of is that linchpin to the bottom of the lineup um, you know, before you get to the Clemens and Sosa and uh, tonight Stubbsy. He's the guy at the bottom of the lineup that kind of helped drive in some runs. So uh, good to see Brandon Marsh on his way back, which is a, a good sign for this team. And then my final takeaway here in the Open is, you know, I love Gregory Soto's stuff. And I was happy they made the trade this offseason. I felt like they got rid of two bench pieces for a guy that has a chance to be a, a weapon late in games. And for a majority of the season, every time he came in, I still had this pit in my stomach where it was like, man, I, I don't know if he's going to throw enough strikes. I think the stuff is wipeout. I think it's great when he's on, but feels like he's too in between his mechanics to where he, he can't repeat them, thus leading it to uh, more walks and, and not being as effective as he could. Tonight, and and I want to say the last week, week and a half, is the most that I have really trusted Gregory Soto. And uh, credit to Caleb Cotham. Seems like they have had him committing to uh, just pitching from a side sidestep. He's hitting like 99 tonight, but it looked way harder than that. So uh, with, with Sir Anthony going down, the Phillies have had to use more of Soto, Kimbrell, Alvarado in – like, like situations like tonight where it's a 5-1 game, they've had to trust, you know, a Jeff Hoffman, a Junior Marte in, in tie games where they probably shouldn't be in those games. But the fact that Gregory Soto, I believe, has taken a step forward here definitely helps mitigate the loss of Sir Anthony Dominguez. And and I'm starting to have a little bit of last year Alvarado feel to, to Gregory Soto where I go from I don't ever really trust him to like, okay, and, and tonight was the first time it really hit me that, okay, I think it's okay to trust Gregory Soto. Craig Kimbrell, for the majority of the beginning of the year, I was like, no way. Now, it's just when it comes to the game, I, I, it's kind of uh, good morning, good afternoon, good night. So good to see those three guys uh, you know, picking up the slack with Sir Anthony going out. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. Let's kick it off the phones with Mateo in South Philly. What's happening, Mateo? What's up, boss? You hear me okay? Oh, yeah. What's up, man? All right. I just had two Phillies points. All right. You you know us Philadelphia fans. We usually – it's either we jump to conclusions quick or we don't. So, basically, 
where Ranger Suarez got me on the on the bandwagon, I would say, which was last year in the playoffs. So in five appearances in the playoffs, he's 2-0 with an ERA of 1.3 with 13 strikeouts and even one save in those five postseason uh, appearances. So I talk to my buddies about this all the time. They still tell me, oh, Ranger, he's he's just another – no, he's – He's showing us more than our two aces have shown us within the last year and a half. You know what I mean? He's only 27 years old. He's younger than both of our aces. So it's like, as a Philadelphia fan, I'm just trying to think, like, what more is there for us to see? Well, and that's the interesting interesting part about it, Mateo, and I appreciate the call, is that even though he's been really good – for a better part of a year now. And I'm pretty sure since like 2021 that he has like a 271 ERA or something like that to where it's like but it, it he never feels like he's talked about in yeah, so since the start of the 2021 season, Ranger Suarez has pitched 327 innings. Uh this is as a relief pitcher, as a starter in big games, whatever. He's got a 272 ERA. I mean, he has just been flat out great for the Phillies. And, I mean, again, tonight, it's just like I, I don't ever stress a Ranger Suarez start. Like, if he goes out there and gets shelled, I would just be shocked, frankly. Shocked. Like, that's where we're at with Ranger Suarez. It's been an amazing development, and I just I can't say enough good things about him. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. Obviously, our player of the game which is brought to you by South Jersey Gas, committed to providing safe, reliable, affordable natural gas. Make the switch at southjerseygas.com slash lovemyhome is Ranger Suarez. Brilliant tonight um, and and just more than deserving of being the player of the game. On the other side, we do have some negatives from tonight. What is it? And we'll get to your reaction on the game tonight and everything that's going on with the Phillies. All of that is coming up next here on The Final Out. Is our Mike's Amazing play of the game presented by Mike's Amazing, the official mayo, mustard, and vegetable oil of the Phillies? Brandon Marsh, two home runs tonight, getting his uh, stash line back up to 283, two, uh, 365 on base percentage, and an 834 OPS. And he just, again, one of these young guys that obviously made adjustments this offseason, came into spring training, ready to go, got off to a hot start, and then the league adjusted back. And Brandon Marsh talked last week about how. He was stuck in between swings, and I think he was uh, sitting heater, and then guys started breaking ball to death, and um, he, he was struggling to adjust back. And uh, I guess he talked about how like he was stubborn, thinking that he could just do it that way the rest of the year and, and wasn't really willing to adjust back. Seems like he's adjusted back pretty well. And, and the fact that even with the, the dip that he went through, for his numbers to be like where they are, it's damn good baseball. And, you know, the defense he provides in center field, I feel like he's – cut down on the kind of uh, bad reads and just kind of dumb plays every once in a while. I feel like he's been more locked in from that standpoint, and it's good to see. And, and I, I think – I don't know if it all directly correlates to Christian Pache coming off of the IL, but I definitely think that friendly competition is a good thing in all instances. Yes, this is, this is the final out, which is sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable, never looks so good. Jack Fretz hanging out with you, 215-592-9494. Is how you get in. We'll go back to the phone lines here in one second. But I thought it was a cool start. You know, I've 
I feel like I've talked about Ranger and Cliff Lee pretty much every single start, you know, <laughs> at least the last month. Uh, so in five starts in a month with six innings pitch and one earned runner fewer. So, so the pitchers in Philly's history that have, that have had five or more starts in a month gone more than six innings per start and have allowed one earned runner fewer. It goes Ranger Suarez, Nola did it in May of 2018, and then Cliff Lee, June of 2011. Now, Cliff Lee in June of 2011, I believe, had a .21 ERA. So, again, Cliff Lee, went before, like, 2013 or whatever, was just stupid for the Phils. I mean, 09, we know what he did when they traded for him regardless. Um, but, again, every time I watch Ranger Suarez pitch, I, I can't help but be reminded – of how I felt watching Cliff Lee pitch, which is like, bang, easy. This game's over. Like, I just – he is a stress-free watch. And, and frankly, like, if I saw him get shelled, I, at this point, I would be surprised. Now, the one negative tonight actually doesn't really have much to do with the Phillies. I could complain about runners in scoring position. That's been a problem all year. Um, I, I do think that they were struggling early, and I felt like as the game went on, they did break through, and that was at least – good to see and something that hopefully they can build on. Um, but the negative for me tonight is that like the Marlins and Giants just won't lose. They, they won't give the Phillies an inch here. The Phillies are playing good baseball. I mean, the Phillies, it, obviously, in their last 10 or 7 and 3, you know, if you stretch it out, it's better than that. I mean, the freaking Giants are 8 and 2, and the Marlins are 7 and 3. Like, right now, the, the, the Phillies are chasing the Dodgers, who've been the best team in the National League for the last couple of years. So, um... It's just – it's so annoying. Now, obviously, all the Phillies can do is just take care of what's in front of them. But still, I mean, mixing a loss. Mixing a loss every once in a while. I mean, I keep waiting for this Marlins thing to fall apart. But, I mean, this is what he did in 2020. It was just like, oh, I guess the Marlins just aren't going to go away this year. And they're doing this all without Sandy Alcantara being very good this year. I mean, Yuri Perez has come up as a rookie and I believe is pitching to a one three five ERA. So, like, whatever. They're just – Luis Arise is batting over 400. The Giants, you know, I think they're good. I think the Giants are, like, legitimately good. They have good pitching. They figured out the bullpen. The, every one of their hitters, I feel like, come up with a, a good approach and stuff. So, I don't think they're going away. Uh, it's just it's just frustrating when the Phillies are, are winning games and winning series, and it feels like they can't make up. They, they, they can't make it up in the, in the wild card chase. So, I know it's tough doing the whole uh, scoreboard watching at the end of June. But it's where we are. It's where we are. It's what happens when you, you dig yourself into a, a six-game under 500 deficit. But still, mixing a loss, Marlins and Cubs. I mean, the or Marlins and, and Giants. The Cubs, heading into this game, you know, two games under 500. They had better playoff odds than the Phillies, who are th- two games over 500, three games over 500. So um, it's just like it's just frustrating because every time it's like, oh, here we go. Phil's playing well. The freaking Giants and Marlins just keep winning. Let's go back to the phones. Henry in Glassboro. What's happening, Henry? What's going on, Fritz? What's going on, man? What do you got? Nothing, man. I, I just want to praise Ranger a little bit. And I heard you talk about the Cliff Lee uh, comparison on High Hopes and, and tonight um, earlier in the show. And I heard Fransky compare it to the, the June stretch of 2011 that Cliff Lee had where he had like 37 scoreless innings. And – Ranger has a lot of those vibes tonight, like, and for the last month. Well, yeah, I mean, he's just been, he's been free and easy. 
he just gets the ball back and goes. And, and the pitch clock, I actually think, has worked to his advantage because he was already a quick worker, but now it just gives him, his, gives him an excuse to be even quicker and get more on top of these hitters. Yeah, I agree. I was just going to say in my next point, I think he has benefited from the pitch clock more than any other pitcher on the Philly staff or on any staff for that matter, at least that I've seen. And I just want to touch on the defense a little bit. They look very lackadaisical. And I don't know if I admittedly, I hadn't watched Trey Turner a ton before, but his transfer on ground balls is just really slow. Yeah, it is. It is. And his arm is not like the strongest. Um, It's just, I think people thought because he was $300 million that he was going to automatically be a great defensive player. I watched Trey Turner. I never really saw a plus defender. I saw a pretty good defender. And it's kind of bearing out that truth that he's just a, he's a pretty good defender, but he's not like a game changer out there. Exactly. And, I mean, Schwarber in left field just kills me well, his, every his, time I have to watch him. His fall tonight was so funny. I mean, in he the part down that, like a sack of potatoes. I mean, like he – at least he laughed about it. You know, I think that's part of what makes Schwarber Schwarber, and I think that's why the guys love him. But, man, it is – it is tough, man. I, I think every time he gets a triple and they add the Pirates of the Caribbean theme oh, to, so good. to the clip, it's just it's, – it's the best. It's the best. Yeah, it is, Henry, and, and I appreciate the call. I mean, I, I just – so, Reese Hoskins was the worst left fielder I've ever seen play for the Phillies, but – this this year's Schwarber. Now I got to a ball late that was good, but also I mean in the in the eighth inning, uh, the bleeder I forget it was up. I think it was magical. Like, that's a ball that probably should have been caught. And, and there was a part of me wondering like why is Pache not out there? Five nothing lead in the eighth ninth. Is an extra run really worth it rather than the better defense? I kind of got it because he was batting I believe fifth in the ninth inning. So if he gets up, it's probably with with, with runners on. And he can do do some damage, but I thought that maybe that was a mistake by Rob. But either way, um, it's just man, Schwarber and left is 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 an eyesore at this point. So, Cliff Lee in June, uh, in June of 2011. So, uh, the first the first start of that month, seven innings, no runs, ten strikeouts. Second start of that month, eight innings, one run, seven strikeouts. Then. He goes three straight complete game shutouts in in June of 2011. Unbelievable. June of 2011, .21 ERA for uh, for Cliff Lee. It's ridiculous. And, and Ranger's been brilliant this month, has not allowed more than one earned in a start in his last five. Um, but June Cliff Lee was just out of this world. Uh, Colin in North Wales is on WIP. What's happening, Colin? What's up, man? How you doing? What do you got? So I was saying this to my buddies watching the entire game, um, and I, I didn't say it out loud because I feel like I always jinx it. I did it right. the other day when Wheeler and Nola were dealing, um, but it wasn't a jinx because he didn't have a no-hitter or a perfecto, but I was saying, like, I want him to go all nine. Like, it just feels like a minute since we've seen someone come in a Phillies uniform go all nine, and uh, obviously he did, you know, let in those like bloop singles, like whatever. Um, and something just clicked in my head that Topper may never let him do that. I don't think that's Topper's style. I think he always wants to go to the closer, always that. And even after 
the runner got on first and second. Also, those like those baby singles probably had like a 50 exit velo. I thought Rangers should have finished the inning, to be honest. I wanted the shutout. I didn't want the earned run charge to him. And I thought Marte was coming in, to be fair. Um, but even when Soto came in, I was still kind of livid as soon as they scored because I thought Top Rangers should have just let Ranger finish it off. Yeah, Colin, and I appreciate the call. And I was the same kind of way. You know, I was like, man, I just want to see Ranger kind of do this. But at that point, he was at 100 pitches. And it is frustrating. It's And it's kind of funny. Like, I've watched a lot of the College World Series. I mean, these guys are throwing like 120 pitches, and they're in college. And, like, Paul Skeens is still hitting 99 in the, in the eighth and ninth innings. So that's mildly frustrating. I think these guys can handle it. But uh, I, if I remember correctly, I mean, like, Rancher did throw, like, one curveball that was out of the zone. It was kind of the, the, like, oh, maybe he is getting tired here. I'm always a proponent of kind of letting guys go for it. But at the same time, you know, if you have Gregory Soto coming out of the bullpen throwing 99 or that version of Ranger – Soto probably gives you the best chance in that situation, but um, I think I think Thompson would. Uh, I think Thompson would go for it, and I think he would uh, let a guy go and, and go do it. And tonight, it did feel like it for most of the night that Ranger's going to go and throw a complete game shutout. Didn't happen, um, but I'm sure that I, 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 it's not a big fear of mine that Rob Thompson won't allow that to happen. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. On the other side, we'll run through your phone calls. Look ahead to tomorrow before handing things off to Rob Cherry. It's the final out here on Sports Radio ninety four WIP. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I heard you were looking for me. Welcome back. It is the final out, sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looks so good. Reacting to a nice Phil's win tonight out in Chicago, which, again, has been a place that they have struggled. Um, and it's been a place where last couple of years, when it felt like they, they needed a series win, they would go out there and get swept. I mean, again, last September is the perfect example of that. So um, it was good to see them at least get one out of the way. In a, in a again a smoke infested ballpark. I mean, what's going on, Canada? Um, but either way, Phil's win, Rangers Wars, great. Brandon Marsh, two home runs. Uh, Schwarber almost had a triple, but Schwarber also uh, fell on himself trying to go pick up a baseball. So uh, it was a bit of an adventure to say the least. Let's go to Joey in Center City. What's happening, Joey? Hey, Jack. How's it going? What's going on, man? Uh, not much. It was a great win tonight. Great vibes from Ranger and from Brandon Marsh. I don't want to switch up the vibes too much, but I got to say, at this point in the season, I'm a little concerned with Alec Bohm. You know, it's year four from him. He's 27 years old now. At this point, I would have hoped to see more power. Yep. And, you know, when I just look at the lineup, it, he's starting to feel more like a, a sort of letdown out. And so... I don't know, like, how, how are you feeling about him going forward and, like, how we can project him as part of this team long-term? Yeah, and, and what stinks is that, you know, he had an opportunity going, going over to first base to, like, you know, put himself there and, and say, okay, I'm the first baseman of the future. I mean, third base's defense has definitely come a long way. It's just really disappointing that he hasn't, like, I feel like he's – 
I feel like he doesn't really want to try to hit the ball out of the ballpark. And, like, I know pure hitting is great, and I know hitting close. And, but he's not even hitting close to 300. He's batting, like, 265 right, right, right now. So, like, if you want to do that, at least bat closer to, to 300. But at the same time, like, you're 6'5". Like, you have the the potential to hit the ball out of the ballpark. And I'm with you, Joey. Like, it just – it, it feels it feels like a letdown. It does feel like a letdown because the spring he came in, everything looked fluid, everything looked connected. I mean, the, the first game of the year, the, the the home run he hit down in Texas, it's like, all right, here we go. Like you're finally getting it. Um, and, and even the the game he had on Sunday, he hit a ball like straight down the right field line for a double. It's like, yeah, I've seen that a lot. A, a, a lot. That's good. That's fine. But like. In order for him to become an impact player and a and a valuable player, like he's got to figure out how to hit the ball at the ballpark because right now it's just like you're a you know you're a a, a serviceable player. Yeah, I don't want to say Mikel Franco because obviously they got different games and a different sort of you know uh, skill set, but right. career trajectory wise, I'm getting some vibes. So thank you. Yeah, and I and I appreciate the call, Joey. And and the and the Alec Bohm thing is frustrating because you see it. I mean, he works pretty good at bat most times, doesn't strike out, hits the ball hard, can use all parts of the field, but it just feels like it hasn't totally clicked that, hey, like you do have to drive the baseball. And even like tonight, it's like you know, late in the game, it's the first pitch of in a bat against a, like a reliever's first time into the game, just like rams it into the ground, hits it to the second baseman. I mean, either he's going to get it or he's not, but he is 27, and or he's going to be 27, and... Um, I just I hope he figures it out before it's too late. Connor is in Easton. What's happening, Connor? Hey, I just came from the ballpark. It was awesome. Oh, uh, man, the, how how are you feeling? the The smoke was it too bad, or are you all right? You know what? I would say the smoke wasn't that bad. It was, it, but ambiance wise, yes. In terms of breathing, not that bad. Like you could definitely play a baseball game and be fine. But yeah, it was awesome. Uh, feeling good. Ranger looked good. I'm really concerned about Trey Turner. I feel like I've hit that point where it's just like, is this just a lost year on his contract? Like, it was bases loaded. He comes up to bat. My dad's excited, and just it felt like an out. It just, like, didn't. And it felt like the Dodgers' Turner would get a run there. Yeah, and and the frustrating part, Connor, is that it it felt – every time it feels like, okay, there's the Trey Turner. You know, he walks, steals second and third, and eventually gets home. Um He's he's driving in some runs over the weekend. It's like okay, like he's coming out of it. Like here's the real Trey Turner. And then yeah, again tonight, you know, bases loaded. He fouls off what 95 down the middle, uh, and then yeah. strikes out on a slider. It, 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 it's like every time I want to be like, bang, there's Trey Turner. He has a game like tonight. I know he got the hit, and he, and he drove home Schwarber, and that's good. But um, it, it, it's 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 beginning to feel like we should not really believe he's back. Uh, until it's a way, way larger sample size. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Which sucks because, like, when we signed him, I don't know if I could have felt happier as I a know. Phillies fan. It's like we go to a World Series, we sign Trey Turner, the hottest guy on the market. We never sign like we get Harper and Trey Turner. We net like Philly as a whole, sports wise, we don't get those guys, and we get both. And now it's just like, is this what we're paying for? Yeah, and and are you going to the game tomorrow? You, you staying out there all week or what? Sadly, I'm not. I'm actually I'm uh, moving to San Francisco. I just lived in Philly for the past year. Job relocated me, and it just happened that when I was in Chicago, the game was on. Well, so my dad I mean, and I were listen, like, "This is 
you, you, you're going go. from Wrigley Wrigley games to I mean Oracle Park games are pretty cool as well. So I mean, it's, you're, you're choosing some good baseball cities there, Connor. I you know what I was at the I was at the Pirates Mets game like two weeks ago, and we had the Phillies game up on our phone. So I've been able in this last month, I'm checking off a million great baseball parks. It's awesome. Couldn't be more jealous, buddy. Have a safe uh, a safe move and all that good stuff, and uh, thanks for the call. Uh, I tell you what, Wrigley is awesome. If you haven't been, it's a great time. Tucker Bagley was there tonight, um, so you know, making his first appearance, I believe, at Wrigley Field. Dan Wilson, have you been to, to, to Wrigley Field before? I have not. It's on the bucket list. Yeah, I mean, you're a baseball nerd, too. I mean, so, like, that's something that you, you got to do. It's check. next up on the bucket list for me. I've been to Fenway. I've been to Oracle Park. I've been to, like, all of the other ballparks that I, like, absolutely have to get. I mean, it's my goal to get to all 30 at some point. My lifetime list is, like, 11 right now if you include Veterans Stadium and CBP. But Wrigley is, like, by far at the top of the list right now. Yeah. I'm already planning on my future trip with Walker, for sure. This is you, a- you and Walker going to Wrigley? Yeah. Well, we'll get there. Okay. I need to make sure he's old enough to appreciate it. Are you guys going to drive the 30 ballparks? How are you going to do this? Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to do it yet. I'm, I, 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 it's, 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 again, it's very in the early stages. He is three months old. So really really quick ruling from you. Do you do, for someone to like cross a ballpark off, does it have to be a physical game that you see there? Or does like a tour count? Uh, see, this is fair because I've never seen a game at, at uh, Fenway, but I did go to like two ballpark tours, and I did see the Ted, Ted Williams seat. So I, but I don't think that counts. I think you have to experience a game. Does a World Baseball Classic game count? Ooh, good question. I'm gonna go with no. Okay, then, though, I've ne- like, then I've never been to Lone Depot Park. You saw it in Miami, which, like, I mean, first of all, that's the biggest crowd they've had in ten years. That place gets loud if, like, they actually fill the place. It just yeah, never happens. I know. It's such a shame. Oh well. Uh, one more call, and then we'll look ahead to tomorrow. John is in Ben Salem. What's happening, John? How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? My topic is Noah's song. Perfect. Uh, I'm your guy. Well, listen, uh, well, I have two. First of all, I just assumed he was pitching while he was in the Navy, like they have a baseball team. On, the, on, the, pitched, on the ship? You thought he was had a mound and everything? I don't know, but I'm saying <laughs> if he hasn't pitched in four years, how realistic in 30 days could he be on the Phillies? No. Uh, ma- and, and, and it's so funny, John, because I, you know, I talk to Noah Song like with or talk about Noah Song with my buddies, and it's like, yeah, he's just kind of pitching in Clearwater, and they're working. It's, I, it, it, the way they talk about him, I think they think he could be in the big leagues, but I think it's almost impossible. Like, if, like frankly, I'd be shocked. But the way well, they, they, they I mean, talk, I mean, he's, he's, he's barely won... picked up a baseball in four years. That's what I'm saying. It, it doesn't. And there, well, can you explain this one now? He has thirty days for rehab, right. but they said he has to be on the active roster for 90 days, so th- I'm not sure what that, what does that mean? Um, does that mean the 40-man? Yeah, they have to have him on the 40-man. Um, that's like next, that's next week, right? <laughs> yeah, so they're going to have to activate, I, I, I believe they're going to have to activate him. I think it's 60 days, though. If I'm, if I just I, read, it's in, the, it's in the inquiry, 90 days or he goes back to Boston. Okay. Um, to be on the active roster in 90 days, sometime early July, he has to be on the 40 man, and like I said, and then within 30 days he has to be in the major league. So again, it was all of this. It's going to be. I mean, I've been reading about this guy for months. Well, yeah, I mean, they're they're game, back to, I mean, they are at game 78 right now. So I mean, they are getting close to the to the 90 day kind of thing and as yep. long as he surpasses that like that's why the injury thing was a sort of a blessing in disguise because they could do that um right. but yeah it's just 
I, I'm excited to see him because I think like the Red Sox thought they got a steal and and the way like through manipulation it seems like the the Dave Dombrowski is able to get Noah Song here. They seem mm-hmm. to believe in him. I, you know, I think it's a reach, but I mean it's certainly enticing to think about. Would he be better on the roster than Kobe? I think. Isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I think I think he'd be a better long man than Kobe. And uh, I, until Nick Nelson's healthy, or man, maybe Noah Song, like Kobe's going to be here. And it's it's not the most uh, you know appetizing role or whatever, being the the mop up guy. But I mean, someone's got to take down innings if. God forbid, bid one of the starters could could be bad, but with the way the starters are going right now, they haven't needed big game Kobe. Uh, let's get to uh, tomorrow. So tomorrow, eight oh five, all games at eight oh five out in Wrigley this week, which kind of stinks. I would I would like to mix in one day game. That's a crime to have a all night Wrigley series. I mean, come on, give the fans what they want. Day game at Wrigley. Um, Aaron Nolan on the mound versus a man that Gabe Kapler once referred to as, uh, you know, if you squinted, you saw Cliff Lee in Drew Smiley. I think that Ranger Suarez is probably a better comp. Uh, but last seven starts for Drew Smiley, a 4.23 ERA, five innings and no run or five innings, no runs in his last start against the Pirates. So Drew Smiley's been pretty good. He was flirting with a no hitter early in the season, which was fun, and then he ran into Jan Gomes, and that was uh, not to be. But either way, Aaron Nola who was great against the, the Braves. I would say good against the Braves. He he was six innings and, and of shutout baseball, which would suggest that his pitch count was still pretty high. Regardless, at this point, we take it. I've been kind of harping on how the Diamondback start wasn't that bad, even though I know he allowed the home run to Quetel Marte. Um, but regardless, Aaron Nola hopefully can keep this train rolling, and the starters have just been great. And in a series in which you have three of your better ones going, no bullpen games out in Chicago, Go set a tone. So Aaron Nola on the mound tomorrow. Either way, looking forward to it. I will not have you for leading off tomorrow or final out because I will be down at the, uh, the the Kelsey Bash down in uh, down in Seattle. So looking forward to that. Either way, uh, Robbie will have you tomorrow leading into the game and all of that good stuff. That's going to do it for me. Dan Wilson produced the final out tonight. Phil's win 5-1. Rob Cherry will continue to take your reaction coming up here on WIP.